All right, guys, welcome to this week's episode of uh, the Dirty Giants podcast. This week we have Hunter Hansen on, and he's going to tell us a little bit. Um, he has a few bucks we're going to talk about. So the first one um, is a buck he helped with this year on the archery hunt out on the Arizona Strip. And then we'll kind of move into the buck he killed on his own this year. So um, Hunter, if you'll kind of just like start with how you how you guys actually found the buck. Didn't, what did you call him, Doug? Yep, uh, the buck's name's Doug, and and it was it's kind of just a hunt of a lifetime, honestly. But uh, it started off. My dad's friend, he drew the tag. He's from New Mexico, and so he hit me and a couple of my buddies up and asked if we could help him out on that hunt. And so we we jumped all over it. I mean. I'd never been able to hunt deer out there before, and I was excited about it. And I guess, long story short, he he originally was out there with Arizona Strip Guide, uh-huh. and we hunted with them for about a week. And man, we had some close calls with Doug. So they they obviously get the credit for finding Doug. I mean, is on their trail cameras. He they pointed us in the right direction. But we hunted him. We ended up actually hunting him for 17 days. So. We were with ASG for about a week. So is, then, is that actually days hunting, or is that including your scouting and stuff? Uh, scouting, uh, I couldn't even tell you how many days, but <laughs> yeah, but hunting it was 17 days. Jeez, that's tough. It it was the most mentally, I guess, physically hottest hunt I've ever been on. I mean, every day we'd get we'd get close to this buck, kind of how it went down. Like we, he came out in the same cut every day, and so we had guys glassing with radios and stuff. And I mean, the whole plan was to put the hunter Jed uh, right where he was supposed to be, you know, just kind of move him in position. But and that buck was smart; he outplayed us every day. Like I said, for 16 days, we'd put our guy low, and it would go high. We'd put him high, and it'd go low. This he'd just feed back into the cedar trees at about 250 yards away from us every day. And, so did he? Like, know you guys were there like would would you spook him and stuff or did was it he just taking a different path he, like he just got lucky uh, so for for all the stocks we put in that book we never busted him one time he never knew we were there wow. it was just we got unlucky we we busted a couple other big bucks that were kind of on our hit list and i mean we hunted doug he was our number one but there was two other bucks that we would have killed we had yeah. opportunities on them and, and we busted them and we never saw those deer again. So that put a lot of pressure on us as well. Like, we did not want to bump this deer because it would just leave country. And, and I don't know, we just probably never seen him again, just like the other two. So did you have but, much, like, competition? Like, were there other people hunting Doug? Or did you guys kind of there, have them somewhat to yourself? There was other people hunting Doug. They just didn't know how to hunt him, like, I mean, it's Arizona Strip, so life kind of revolves around those wildlife drinkers and, and right. water tanks. And there was people sitting water where Doug would hit at night, but he only ever hit it nocturnally. He never hit it during legal shooting hours. So we we just happened to find him in this cut where he'd, he'd feed in and out every morning. He wouldn't Gee, do it at night. You, saw him, you guys were, like, on him every day of those 17 days pretty much. Every there was there was a couple days where 
right so probably day 14 through 15 maybe six, 14 through 16 we didn't see him and uh we were starting to get really worried but when we stuck with it we, we even though we weren't seeing him coming into his little cut we we stuck it out and then end up killing him on day 17. So but, kind of walk us through what happened, how you killed him. So you had him set up on his cut again, I'm assuming, and then he kind of just – did he just feed out into the right place that time, or how did it well, happen? Well, so what would happen is he'd feed out into this little finger, and it was always the same little finger. Uh, he'd do it at night, and then we'd catch him. We were trying to catch him when he was heading back into the trees to go bed. Oh, okay. And, uh, the problem with that buck, he was so smart. He he would get in the trees super super early, like the second the sun come up, he was being be lining it back towards the towards the cedar trees. So I mean, it took us getting set up in position way before daylight hours came. And I mean, that's it, it was tough. Half of the prop, half the reason why we struggled to kill him for so long is just he just beat us to the trees. Like we'd be where we think he would he was going to come to and he'd be 250 yards down and in the trees and we didn't have time to, to make a move on him. Jeez. So when you guys did kill him, did like, how old do you think that buck was? You guys have um, to on that. I don't think he was the oldest buck in the world. Um, really? If I, just if really I had to put fine. a guess on, well, I mean, just talking to uh, Travis with ASG, he, he was saying that buck was probably six years old, seven years old maybe, which is, I mean, that's a mature buck, but not an right. old, old buck. Dang. So they just, he probably just had some press. Like, did you, do you know if they knew about him? Because you said the ASG guys found him. Did they have him, like, years prior? Yeah. Okay. So I've, I've got pictures on my phone from at least three years of them from those guys, and I'll I'll be scrolling Instagram or whatever, and I will see people post trail camera pictures of him. To this day, I I saw somebody post a picture of him, like last week. Like there's, he's been kind of hitting this same tank for at least two years. So did he kind of blow up this year with the moisture, or has he always kind of been about the same? Uh, he was big. He's always big. I mean, I think he ended up taping out at 245 inches. So, I mean. <laughs> That's big. I mean, last year, I, I think he did really blow up, though. I think all that moisture and just good genetics just really, really just made him a giant buck. Yeah, and how wide was that buck? Because it looks – I was looking at your Instagram, and it he's on the back of, like, a the bed of a pickup truck, and it just looks like he almost goes all the way. No, he, he – we put him in the back of my buddy's Tacoma, and he pretty much hit both bed rails. Uh, he his outside spread was 36 inches. Jeez, I don't remember what his inside spread was, but just outside was 36. Yeah. Dang. So what do you feel like? Because I hunted the strip out there on the rifle hunt. I feel that it's it's a little tougher than most people think. I feel like like there's you're not gonna see like tons of deer. At least we didn't. It's more like you're hunting a deer. You're not just hunting deer. It's not like the Henry Mountains where you're going to see 50 bucks a day. What, like, 17 days out there, that's got to be pretty mentally and physically challenging. What do you feel like kept you guys motivated, kept you guys going? Um, I mean, it's the highs and lows of bow hunting, you know. It was 
there were some really highs. There's a lot of lows. Uh, I honestly, like, looking back, I just, if it wasn't for everybody being there, being a, just a diehard hunter, just that's what they live for, like, I don't think you could have handled that. I mean, I don't think there was one thing that kept us going other than we just wanted to kill a really big buck and he was there, you know? Yeah. But with that being said, it was very, very mentally challenging. I mean, it it's August out there and it's hot. Like, you, we'd hunt for, you know, the morning hunt and come back and just have to sit outside in the sun all day, try to find some shade under a tree. And I mean, 17 days of that, I... Man, I didn't even remember what it felt like sitting inside a house with AC. It just—it was a long time. Jeez, man, that's crazy. That's such a cool deer, though. You have to send me some pictures, and I'll post them on the Instagram so people can can see the buck we're talking sure. about. It's pretty crazy how big he is. And then, so, oh yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say he's just kind of a classic Arizona strip buck, just weak G2s and just big everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, really big everywhere else. <laughs> so then later in the year, uh, was that a Utah general tag you had that you killed your good buck on? Yeah, I, I have a, I had a dedicated tag is what I ended up killing that buck on. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so the dedicated tag here in, here in Utah, you're able to hunt all. Um, season, so your archery, muzzleloader, early rifle, late rifle. Just so the listeners know kind of how that works. So, yeah, kind of go into that story now. That's that's a cool buck too. Yeah, I'm still excited about. It. I'm looking at it on my wall right now. But uh, I mean, I love bow hunting. That's kind of my thing. But I mean, with that dedicated tag, I I hunted one day on for my own personal deer hunt the rest of the time I was out on the strip. Right. But, yeah. So I, I didn't get much of a bow hunt, but all the rest of the time I spent up looking for deer. I mean, this year, especially after being on the strip for so long and seeing such big bucks, I, I really wanted to, to shoot a nice buck. And I've, I've shot a lot of nice bucks, but, you know, that 150, 160 type buck, just for me that's super hard to pass up, so I got a full wall full of them. <laughs> but I mean, my goal this year, I just I really wanted to pass those bucks up and just try to get kind of in that next caliber of buck. And um, luckily, that happened. I I passed up a lot of a lot of really nice bucks throughout all the hunts. And and finally, when I saw this one coming down the hill, I decided he was a he was the one. But yeah, well that that hunt you're hunting is it's that's a hard hunt. There's hunters everywhere. So like, it was how do you insane. how do you kind of manage that? Get away from hunters and then find a mature buck. I feel like that's pretty difficult to do on the unit you were on and the season you're hunting it. So honestly, it kind of goes back to just persistence and patience. Like, uh, I kind of I'll I'll go I'll sell out for a hunt. Like I'll drop everything else going on in my life and and just chase bucks or whatever. But, I mean, that that's what it was. I mean, we hunted, I don't remember how many days before we ended up killing, but we spent a lot of time out there. Uh, most of the credit for me shooting this buck, though, goes to my buddy, Jace Hughes. Uh, we're, I was actually in his spot that he's hunted for a long time. He 
Mm-hmm. He ended up finding a, a little pinch point out there on the sands where it's you kind of just catch these deer in a migration route and it kind of seems like a spot that they have to come down. And, I mean, for the most part, we, we sat on the other side of the hillside and just watched a ton of deer coming down this little draw. And um, that, for me, that's kind of how I manage just the, the sea of razors and jeeps out there at the sand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's kind of a little, obviously a little pretty well-kept secret where my buddy's spot is, but um, there are a few other people that know about it, and there was a few other people sitting on that hillside that day, too, that I killed my buck. I oh, really? I was able to, I, yeah, I was just like I was able to shoot farther than they were. <laughs> so was that on the early or the late rifle that you killed that on? I can't remember. So it was the early, which is a little bit weird for out there at the sands. Yeah, so they they were moving down a little. So how how true do you think it is that like the the doe and fawn move down first, and then I always heard like the bigger older age class bucks are the last to move down. Do you feel I like honestly, that's the case or not necessarily? I don't. I at least not this year. Like, yeah. This year it seemed like we were seeing during the early hunt on the first couple of days of the early hunt, we were seeing mature bucks coming down the hill by themselves. Uh, and then during the regular ride points when we were seeing 40 or 50 does with maybe a two-point or a three-point coming down with them as well. Okay. But this year at least, like the the quality bucks that we had seen and passed up and ended up taking it was mostly on the early hunt. We did see some really nice bucks on the on the regular hunt, just couldn't couldn't seal the deal, but I don't know. I think it's a toss-up. I mean, I shot this nice buck during the early hunt, and my dad ended up shooting a, a mature buck on the late hunt. Uh, kind of, it was migrating down as well. So I don't know. It's it's kind of just a toss-up. I don't know if I could say one way or the other. I think it more so just depends on weather in that year. I mean, there was two cold fronts right before the early hunt this year, and I think that's what kind of pushed them down early. So, yeah. So, so you're sitting on this hillside here, kind of wait, watching them migrate through. What kind of walk us through your your feelings and emotions when you kind of saw your buck coming through? Was he by himself or kind of walk yeah, us so through it was, the hill? So it was after seeing a lot of deer, and I had passed up a couple pretty nice bucks that we had video and stuff, and I was just sitting there watching these videos like oh man i should have shot that buck he was probably it was probably 170 inch buck and i i was just kind of kicking myself about it but it was i think it was like 11 or maybe even almost noon i was just sitting there with really? buddy jason yeah we were i was pretty much lulled to sleep i i wasn't paying much attention and i see my buddy jace just pulls binos up and he's like oh freak and uh i pulled my binos up and i just saw like a very, very, very tall buck. And just based off of, of that, I knew it was a shooter, and he did too. And we ended up getting set up, and he ended up walking into a big patch of trees. And uh, we lost so in him. the middle of the day, he came out? It was it was the middle of the day. Was Did someone, like, spook him, do you think, or was he just moving through? That's crazy. I, I, I don't know. It, it could have been somebody spooked him, but... You know, that was honestly a 
for the week or so that we were there, I we saw quite a few deer about that that time during the day moving down as well. Huh, that's interesting. Because so that was not so moving Jeez. So you watch them going to the trees. Sorry, I kind of yeah, Oh, you're all good. But like I said, he went in those trees, and we lost him. The thing about that, though, is it was like an island almost. Like there was no way for this buck to get out of this patch of trees without us seeing him, you know. Like there was no escape route, so we just kept How far is the blacking. trees? Uh, it was about 500 yards. Okay. So if he yeah, steps so out, just, you can you can kill him. Yeah, that that's what we were going for, you know. Me, we were both ready to shoot. It's just kind of came down to whoever picked him out. That's who was going to shoot him. The other person was going to just spot and call out ranges and everything. And I ended up picking him up when he stepped out, and he stepped out at 460, and I dialed my gun and put it on his clothes, and that was that. It was just a perfect shot on him, and smacked him. Were were the other yep. hunters that were in the area? Did they like? Could they see him come down? Like were they kind uh, of I, on him too, or did you not notice? I'm sure. I'm sure they did. This buck came right down like the most obvious trail that you would expect a deer to come down. And you know, I actually think my buddy Jace knows somebody else that was hunting on that hillside, and he said that they seen it right when we did, right when it poked over the hill, it was just a long ways away. I think they had a, a younger hunter. Oh, okay. We're looking more for like a 75 to 100-yard shot. but. Jeez, that's sweet. That's such a cool deer, too. It looks like it just goes like straight up. It's a cool-looking deer. I'll have to post that on our Instagram, too, or they can go over to uh, your Instagram to check that out. Yeah, uh, just so the listeners know, your Instagram's um, Hunter underscore Hanson eighteen. If you want to check out some of his stuff, but yeah. So, did you kind of know it was that big, or were you kind of walking up and surprised about it? So I didn't know it was as big as it was. I my buddy ended up filming it. He he put his phone scope on it and like he got me shooting it. Uh, oh really? Shook, right? He shook right when I shot, but you can you can see it kind of get hit, whatever. But, I mean, right when I shot and pulled the trigger, we hadn't looked at that video yet. And I ended up, I called one of my buddies, and I was just like, hey, dude, I just shot a nice buck. Like, and I told him, I, I was kind of underestimating it. I kind of thought that I got my trigger happy again, like what I always do. And I told him, like, <laughs> I shot like a 160 or 170 buck. It's like pretty dang nice buck. I was pretty excited. And then uh, I, we started looking through my friend's phone that recorded it, and we just saw how tall he was and how tall long his tines were. And I was like, just started to think to myself, like, there is no way that the buck is tall, and as long as that is, goes 160. So I, at that point, I kind of knew he was bigger than what I had given him credit for, but I really didn't know how big. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture now on your Instagram. Everything's so long, and he has. He has eye guards too. So when you walked up, were you just were you just freaking out? Put well, your hands kinda, on him. It was the most like one of the most relieving like weight off the shoulders I've ever had in my life. Mostly because like we I shot across the canyon and I I didn't want to walk down this sandy canyon 
and pack a buck back out. So I started looking at my maps, and I found a little road that looked all right. So we drove clear around, and uh, it turned into like a four-hour drive. Nuh-uh. So you didn't oh. even get to put your hands on him for like four hours. I shot the buck at like noon, and I put my hands on him probably at like five or six. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how you and, did that. That's crazy. Well, it was it, it, we didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was, but the, truck, <laughs> the road I ended up taking my truck down, like, honestly, it'd be sketchy on a four-wheeler or a razor. Like, it, I did not think I was going to get my truck back out of there. <laughs> I scratched the living crap out of it. But I was just at a point where there was no way I could turn around. Like, I was, it was a little single-track trail, and I had half my truck up on the bank. And <laughs> when I... So going back to putting my hands on it, like when I put my hands on it, I was like, all right, like my truck's in one piece. I found the buck. He is dead. Like it just, everything came together and it was just a really, really, really good feeling. So how big did he end up going? Uh, it's just an unofficial yeah. score right now, but yeah. uh, discrepancy between 187 and 185. Jeez, that's such a, that's such a big deer for that unit too, like. Oh man, that's awesome. It's hard to find a buck like that out there nowadays. We just we got really lucky. Dang, that's sweet. So coming up for these this next year, do you have you're dedicated again or is that your I I do. So that was my first year. So oh, okay. I'll uh I'm on my second year this year and yeah, I'm just getting really excited. Yeah, it's about time to start putting cameras out and stuff. I'm getting ready. I've been starting to shoot my bow, and it just kind of feels like it's right around the corner. <laughs> That's awesome. So then later that year, too, I was looking on your Instagram. You helped with a 40-inch buck, right? Yeah. Right. It, yeah. Last year was kind of just a year I don't <laughs> think I'll ever be able to top. And it it was – I'm looking at the pictures. It, that's a 225-inch deer. That's yeah, it was out on the Kaibab on that on that later rifle hunt. I got asked to go glass for a guy that I know that drew the tag, and and he ended up smacking that buck on I think the first or second day of the hunt. Like it's that's one of the gnarliest bucks I've ever seen. Just like the shank on that thing, like from its base to where it starts growing tines, like it is so long. It's honestly just like it's just a buck, like. I mean, he's 41 inches wide, but his height is more impressive looking at him on the hoof than how wide he is. Really? So you, so you were there when they killed it? You watched yeah, him die? Yeah, just, just glass or Jeez. <laughs> That's crazy. I'd love to see that buck on the hoof. He looks like a giant. Yeah, they call that buck Shrek. So they kind of had a history with him as well? Yeah, I guess he's been like a resident buck out there on the, on the Kaibab for, for years. The guy who killed him, he, he's seen him out there for quite a few years. He just, trail cam pictures just did not do him justice. He just, he was way bigger on the hoof than, than what he looked like in pictures. That's interesting how some bucks do that. Cause it's kind of, I drew the strip, like I said earlier this year and, some bucks you you thought they were just giant, and then you'd see them on the on the hoof, and they were not quite as impressive. And then it's like vice versa with other bucks. Like you're like, oh, 
that's a solid buck and then you see it on the hook and you're like wow that's that's insane well that was definitely the case with this buck like if you if you looked at a trail cam picture everybody was guessing you know he'd be like 180 inch 185 inch buck and he legit ended up taping out at 225 and 41 inches wide Jeez, that's just awesome. Soup, just a deceiving buck. <laughs> yeah. Not not deceiving when you're seeing it in person. It, you know he's every inch of that, but choking <laughs> pictures is just crazy. So were you the one that spotted him? Or? Uh, there was. There's a bunch so of guys out there. The guy's name was Dave that had the tag, and he got his T-shirts and everything. He was Dave's Muley Palooza. And there were okay. probably like 20, 20 dudes up on the hill, like all his friends. Oh, no. Nah. Yeah, it was. So, I mean, I, I didn't really do much, but there was yeah. just a lot of Dave's friends, and it was it was a good time. That's such a fun hunt, too. Like, there, you, you see so many deer out there. Is that how it was with you guys? Yeah, we saw quite a few bucks. Uh, and we saw a couple others that other people shot that were really nice bucks as well, but. It was just, it was a lot of fun. It's definitely a, a tag that I'd be interested in having. Yeah, for sure. Well, sweet. Yeah, those are some, you've had a killer year. It's going to be hard to beat that. I don't think that I can ever put that much time into hunting in a year ever again. <laughs> I, I don't think it will ever be topped. Yeah, well, you're, so you were out there on the strip on the archery for 17 days and then your rifle hunt and then this this other hunt that you put some good time in not I was talking with my, too. Well, I was talking with my dad and I think I was out of work and hunting like 50 or so days last year <laughs> Jeez, that's awesome that's what it's about so being out that that much this last year what do you feel like are some some like pieces of knowledge that you've learned that you'll be able to kind of like put into practice or that will help you kill bigger deer or find bigger deer? Uh, for me, just glassing is huge. Like I have glassed more this year than probably the rest of my life combined. <laughs> like I have hillsides just burned into my mind right now that I've glassed for hours and hours and hours, just, just being really persistent with the glass. And then, uh, just you got to pass up the decent bucks to shoot a big buck. I, I really learned that this year, and that's something I'm really hoping to stick with. Yeah, yeah, that's some good. That's some good advice. Well, sweet man, I appreciate you taking the time to come on and, <laughs> and tell us some of your awesome stories. It's fun hearing. No, I appreciate it. It was, it was great. Cool. Well, um, let me get your Instagram one more time just so that they can look you up. Um, so Hunter's Instagram is Hunter underscore Hanson 18. And he has some sweet pictures of some giant deer. So you'll have to go onto his Instagram and kind of see the bucks that we've been talking about to kind of get a visual. But anyways, thanks again for coming on and um, for all your, your information. No, it was the pleasure's mine. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of uh, the Dirty Giants podcast. 
We're going to be putting out a new um, podcast every Monday, so be sure to um, watch for that. And uh, we thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We'll see you next Monday.